0: time. Amen. You may be seated. Brother Harold, are we on the internet this morning? We are. Okay. I just didn't see no camera back there. And if I had known was on the camera, I had already been out here. But you could see the worship team was blocking me and (laughs) you just don't run over them. You really don't. We are... I just hope that you did not have trouble finding a seat today. Youth camp has started, and that takes its toll. It always does, and and that's okay. And then we've had other folks that had to be gone today, and all those things are understandable. These things happen. But one thing about it, and it is everything, our Lord... Is not away for any reason. He is here. And we appreciate the goodness of the Lord and you being here today. Brother Harold is going to come and direct us in the remainder of the service. Let us receive from the Lord what the Lord wants us to have today. Praise the Lord. Good morning.
1: All right, if you take out your bulletin, we're going to go back in time to June 8th. <laughs> it did start with June eighth, but we're we're not gonna go back in time. But do remember, uh the fifteenth this Wednesday, we will be having the second session of the I am Bible study. So that'll begin at seven o'clock here at the church. And remember prayer service at six thirty before that. And then we have on uh June eighteenth coming up uh Saturday is the uh men's meeting at five o'clock. So Keep those things in mind, and of course, continue praying. Uh, the, the first youth camp is ending today, so we'll have some people traveling back, and then um, we'll have some more leaving, I guess, when is that, the 18th, I think, is when this, the next group leaves, so they will be heading down to camp next weekend. So keep all that in your prayers, and then do remember uh, the International assemblies coming up. If you need more information on that, um, you can look in the bulletin, and it'll Get you to a couple websites. And we do want to announce uh, the backpack event coming up. Um, July 30th. 30th. is that date? Mm-hmm. All right, July 30th. I was just going to say the last Saturday. I couldn't remember the day. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll get more of that coming. But keep that in mind, July 30th. Last year we did purchase the backpacks for last year and this year. So um, we have all the stuff ready to go. So, uh, just be in prayer for that, and we'll get you the exact uh, times, Um, and hopefully we'll have some, maybe a little cooler weather than what it's going to be this week, it sounds like, but uh, we'll see what happens. But keep that, that, if you can, open on your calendar, because I'm sure we'll need some workers. So, any other announcements anybody needs to make? Nothing? All right, let's all stand. Start this morning with prayer. Of course, we want to continue to remember... Um, all the camps keep them in your prayers people traveling to and from Um, jude and sarah they might be back they're heading back if they're not back so i thought they'd be here next weekend but they're probably traveling today so keep them in your thoughts and prayers anything else yes Okay, all right, let's remember Lois all the things going on. Anyone else, yeah, Molly.
2: hmm
3: Yeah, I was with me, but
1: I remember praying that God protect me as I um believe that this place Not just, uh, yes. your hand protection will be upon me and God seemed that he kept a hand on me. All
0: right. Yep, God's always with us. Yeah, Joe. Pray
1: that Victor does a safe trip home from the and the dog on the bag or oh. <laughs> pray for the Remember Vicky and the dog. <laughs> Anyone else? All right, let's all pray. God, we come to you at this time, Lord. Just thanking you, Lord, for another uh, opportunity, God, to be here this morning, Lord, and, and to uh, just gather together again, Lord God. And we know that you have heard all of these requests, God, each need, Lord. We know that you're able to provide, God, which is... Uh, praying that you uh, be with Lois, God, and everything going on with her in her life, God. We just pray that you uh, continue to strengthen her, God, and to lead and direct her steps, God, that you'll provide housing, God, and um, just be with her in that situation, God, that she can find your will and that you will just help provide for her, Lord, and um, to direct her and direct her steps at this time, God. We're just praying that you would be with her and God, we're also praying for all those traveling, Lord, that you'll be with them, watching over them, and, uh, keeping them in your care, God. The youth camps as they're going on, God, we pray that you uh, are able to minister freely and uh, to anoint and direct the, the speakers and teachers, and God, everything that, that takes place there at these camps, Lord, that they'll be able to help make a difference in the in, uh, young people's lives, God, and that you will just. Uh, uh, be able to minister freely in, in, in uh, each situation, God, that you'll be with them, God. And um, God, we're praying that you'll be with Vicki, God, as she's traveling. Watch over her, protect her, God, and um, just continue to be with her in this time. Lord, anoint the pastor here this morning as he speaks, God. Help uh, give him what to say, Lord, in your name. Amen. All right, if we could have a couple of ushers, it'll be second Sunday, it'll be mission offering today, so everything you give that's not marked on an envelope or check will go towards missions, so that'll be going towards Haiti and also uh, down in Mexico, the orphanage, so continue to remember them in your prayer times, uh, and uh, let's just pray again here this morning. God, we come to you again, God, just uh, thanking you for this opportunity, God, and Lord, we just... Uh, Ask that you'll be with uh, this offering, God, in the mission work that it's going towards, God. We just pray that you would lead it and direct it, God, that it'll be able to be used as you want it to, God, that it can go to uh, point others towards you, God, and that uh, others will be able to hear about you, God, and to uh, hear the... the description, God, on salvation, Lord, and that you'll be with Brother Greg down in Mexico, God, and the different things he's doing that you continue to minister through him and the orphanage, God, that you will just watch over them and help continue to provide. In your name we pray these things. Amen.
3: For Jesus. I'm amen. thankful for the hiding place that He provides. Yeah, We've had some storms this week. And they talked about going to the basement. <coughs> I didn't go to the basement. I know Sister Doris didn't go to the basement. She heard the warning and she said, I just rolled over and said, It's up to you, God. <laughs> go back to late. And I'm you know what? Downstairs
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you know what? It's God that has control of everything. Like we were talking about the ship and the wind in Sunday school this morning. It's God that has control of everything. And I'm thankful that though we have maybe a hiding place in our basement or something, our real hiding place is the Lord. (coughs) The bridge of this says, Though my fears may overwhelm me, and troubles they surround, though the wind rise up to take me, my hiding place is already found. Oh yeah. I'm thankful that I know the hiding place. I know the safety of the Savior's arms. <coughs> and somebody else may have to sing this, but I would like to sing this again. And I can, play okay. it and I can, can maybe it. start it, but. We can do it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I think it would be very appropriate for us to remember a particular person by telling them that we appreciate, in your own words, what they've done here today. I don't know if you really think about it, but when we have a lot of folks' absence, somebody doubles up. And I would like to give accolades, spiritual ones, to Sister Beverly, as she has led our devotional team in the devotion this morning, but prior to that, she was 45 minutes with a Sunday school class teaching and directing it, and on top of all that, she is married to George Nagel and having to tell him what to do. (laughs) I think that one affected her the most. (laughs) We appreciate the Lord, and we appreciate people like Sister Beverly, when they, uh, certainly we appreciate their talents and their ability to be able to do this, and we thank the Lord for her, and we thank the Lord for all those. I would like to tell you that part of the inspiration for my sermon title today came about as a result of some of the things that have occurred at my house in the last, or maybe ten days. And in addition to that, it blends in well with the sermon series that I have been, I believe this is the fifth Sunday that we have spoken some way about the office of the Holy Ghost. Uh, In the last ten days, My wife and I have been privileged to see all of our children and many of our grandchildren as they have came uh, by and through where we live, and we appreciate them so very, very much. And this particular last weekend on Saturday afternoon and evening, there was a graduation party for my uh, granddaughter that... Our granddaughter that has graduated from high school, getting ready to go to Iowa State. For you Iowa folks, that uh, I believe is the one that's called. I say I say Iowa State. It's where they name Iowa Hawkeyes. Is that, uh, is that Iowa State? Iowa City. Okay, I got it right. So we. Uh, it, it's kind of. Uh, Strange seeing that Iowa Hawkeye sign around our property and neighborhood that they put up, giving directions to the uh, uh, graduation party. That we're used to KU. Ooh, my goodness. Well, my granddaughters that went and daughter that went there, they can't help it. And uh, and just because we're number one in basketball, eh, that's no big deal either, I guess. And uh, wait till I kid you on your college team. <laughs> All right. We, we thank the Lord for our family. And one of the things that we noted was that uh, the graduation party, of course, is because The granddaughter is going to the next level from high school up to college. And I also discovered that a lot of the grandchildren were not in kindergarten, but they were in fourth grade. And uh, I was a little late on some of their uh, areas of where they were at in their educational level. But there's one area that I do want to be very uh, oh, I, I want to be vocal, I want to be informed, I want to be very right about it, and that is the next level, spiritually speaking, Then that's what gets us there, is through the Holy Ghost, through the Holy Spirit of God. To the next level is what I have entitled this, and I'm going to begin with some scripture that I ended or was involved in the sermon last week in Acts chapter 2, verses 3 through 6. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And that's the disciples and those that were involved when Christ left this physical world uh, in a spiritual way. So they got together together. Verse 3 says, or verse 2, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. I don't know if you, uh, your recollection can uh, pin on a, a thought like rushing mighty wind. Uh, living near the water like we do and many of you uh, folks do boating and fishing, you have been at the place of water when the wind does make a rushing sound. I will tell you that there was no body of water, no body of water involved in this particular text of Scripture. This was in a... Housed the tight place, and the Scripture says that the Holy Ghost came as a rushing mighty wind. Now, I don't know if there were any of you that were at one of the most memorable church services that was ever conducted in our assemblies in 1959. And this was a night in which a man came to the pulpit to preach. His name was Dorlin Queener. As he approached the pulpit to preach, the Spirit of the Lord knocked him down or put him down, and he went to his knees. And all of a sudden, in this several jam-packed, thousands attend in attendance in this tabernacle, there began to be a flow of the spiritual presence of the Holy Ghost flooding the place. In fact, you could use the words that is used in the New Testament, the King James Version, that there was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. It was fabulous. Uh, I happened to be in one of the balconies and this particular balcony that I was in was over the pulpit area and it was an awesome sight. Both my cousin, who was a part of my evangelistic team that I was that I had at that particular time, nineteen fifty nine, we were overwhelmed ourselves, and both of us fell over, or I shall not say over, but we fell onto the uh, railing of the balcony as we experienced what was happening in that particular service. Historically, this was one of the great assembly services, church services, had ever occurred in the history of our church from 1903. It was a tremendous event. It lasted, and this occurred about 7 o'clock, I suppose, in the early evening of that day, and the service lasted well into the morning hours. There was no preaching. There was no singing. Singing. It was a constant roar of wind, as you have heard, perhaps, on a body of water. It was a time in which there wasn't any ways of getting quiet or getting loud. It was just one constant roar that occurred. It happened, perhaps, in the month of September 1959. In this particular service, it is a service that we thought were there. Actually, it is recorded on video. If one wanted to dig it up, they could. It would be black and white, I will tell you that. This was 1959. And the sound of from heaven, as the Scripture says, As of a rushing mighty wind, it filled all the house where we were sitting. And the scripture says, and where they were sitting. And this is what happened on the day of Pentecost. There appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. The word cloven simply means there was a diversity of languages that was being talked by the Spirit, and you will see what began to happen then, and it happened even here in Cleveland, Tennessee, on this fall day, General Assembly, 1959. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Indeed, it was a place that was holy. Indeed, it was a place that you could not have done evil because the Holy Ghost would have burned it out, I am sure. It was that type of scene. Of course, That was 1959. To this day, I can still hear that wind blow, and I can still see my cousin and I hanging over the balcony about 15 feet in the air over the pulpit area. I can still see the speaker, Bishop Queener, come to the pulpit or on his way to the pulpit and never making it. As a matter of fact, it was, as I recall, something that was very interesting. The pulpit area never was occupied. It did not need to be occupied because the Holy Ghost was there to occupy that particular surrounding. Do I believe in the Holy Ghost? Do I believe in the Holy Spirit of God? You better believe I do. And you better believe that I've been there when some of these things have happened. And I believe that according to the records, I have no idea what the number was, but there was tongue speaking of cloven nature, different languages. In fact, one member of my evangelistic team who was not with me and my Oldest member, my cousin, uh, who was a member of the uh, evangelistic team, he was from Holland. I mentioned the story the other day, and he heard people speaking in the Dutch language himself. What an occasion that was as they all began to speak in other tongues. What happened in that city? Of Jerusalem on that day of Pentecost, the Bible says, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, devout Jews, and then there were men out of every nation under heaven. They were gathered there for the day of Pentecost, the harvest season, a fall, a festival, whatever, a feast. It has different biblical names, and it would even have, uh, if you were from Paris, Tennessee, where I was born, it could probably be even referred to as the world's greatest fish fry. Or if you were from Prairie, Kentucky, the world's largest banana pudding that was being made. It was all of these things, more so because the presence of the Holy Ghost was there. And so as all these people from the different nations, the Bible says under heaven, in other words, the known world at that particular time, they were gathered. And as they heard, verse 6, this, about this incident, it's, the scripture says, Luke wrote the words that when this was noised abroad... A multitude came together and were confounded. They did not understand. There had never been anything like this before. It had never been evidenced in this way. Yes, the Holy Ghost had been there in the world before. In fact, it was there at the beginning of the creation, as you've heard me from this pulpit say, when God said, let us make man in our own image that was God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Ghost. As we think about the different times that the, the God's Spirit has prevailed, it was the actions of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God moving. And on this particular day, there was a PA system, there was a news system, There was a telegraph, telewoman system going about all over the known world. And the Bible says that when this was noised abroad, the multitude multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. They had not been to college they had not taught foreign languages as their subject, but they had been to the place where the Holy Ghost had been poured out upon the mankind that was there. Blessed be the name of the Lord. My subject today is to the next level. This is the way we will get there. This is the way that we are to be led. As Romans chapter 8 Verse 14 declares, for as many are led by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, when this is happening, they are the sons of God. Now, you can be inspired by a lot of things. You can be uh, a person that just loves soup beans and get an inspiration uh, in dreams that night. or. Other type of foods or your other type of motive things that can motivate you. But there is no greater, there is no greater motivator for us to experience and to be in knowledge and possession of than to be led by the Holy Ghost of God. And for as many are led by this Spirit, by the Holy Ghost, they are the sons of God. There is within this a particular spiritual level, this particular spiritual condition, the Bible declares that there is no up and down type living. I mean, these are people that are led in God. You may be a person that has been up and down in your spirituality, but I will tell you that when The sanctified vessel of God gets blessed and filled with the Holy Ghost and led by the Spirit of God. You are in a continual climbing level. For me to live, the Apostle Paul said, is Christ. For me to die is gain. There is just no left turns or right turns, but it is a way that we climb continually in the Lord, and as wrote in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 38, that the just is going to live by faith. Not hanging on uh, with mammon on one hand, and God with the other hand. There's just no twixt in between. There's no left turns. or no wrong turns. But the just are living by faith. And the Bible says, listen to this verse, but if any man draw back, that is, if he relinquishes where he's at in the Lord, if he backs up, yeah, use the word backslide if you want. I don't care what word you use. But if you do not continue your relationship with the Lord, it's possible. There's no such thing as once saved, always saved. You're either in or you're out. As John the Revelator spoke in the words of Jesus, I would that you be hot or cold, because even if you're somewhere in between, I will spew you, lukewarm is the word that's used in the King James Version, I will spew you out of my mouth. O oh Lord, listen to this verse then: that just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul will have Some pleasure? Partial pleasure? No, the Word says no pleasure in Him. We are indeed blessed and motivated to live in the Word. To be rooted in the Word. To let the Word of Christ dwell in us. As Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 declares... Let the Word of Christ dwell in you. How should it dwell in you? Not, not off the bark, not off the cuff, but richly in all wisdom. You Causing you to be a person that is just desired to be around. You're a person as a person of God that wants to share your heart of love from the Word to help people along the way. Indeed, Holy Ghost Holy directed people are people that have a compassion for the lost. As a matter of fact, the Holy Ghost is an agent which reaches out to the unsaved, does not turn them off, but it draws them in with a spirit of love, with a spirit of concern, the spirit that says, I want you to be found, but not lost. And so the scripture says in Colossians, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing, not beating over the head, not stomping down with the foot, not kicking out the door, but rather a spirit that loves, a spirit that is concerned, a spirit that does not turn off but rather turns into the compassion to draw people in. Oh yes, there's even more. It says, admonishing one another in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Oh my goodness, what what a loaded, Holy Ghost-filled person is. They are a person, yes, they are an arm of the consuming fire of God, but the fire is in His Word, and in His love, and in His mercies. And it brings grace, and experiences grace, when a person encounters a Spirit-directed individual. They have, Find a person that is blessed with wisdom. Now, it, may, it doesn't mean you're born with it. No, you have to arrive at that place. And when we arrive at that place, oh Lord, help us to know that we have got to a place in Almighty God, in Almighty God, that the Lord is going to allow us. To be explosive, not only with the fire of the Holy Ghost, but explosive and to be that extension of the Lord Jesus Christ in this world. How do we get there? Paul wrote to Timothy, chapter 2, verse 15. He gave Timothy good advice. If you can't take this advice, uh, you're in trouble, I'll tell you that. But the advice that Timothy received from Paul was to study to show thyself approved unto your teachers, to your neighborhood. No, study to show thyself approved unto God. And the reason is God wants you to be a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing The word of truth. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. We do not want to mishandle the truth. We do not want the truth to become a sledgehammer. We don't want it to be a crosscut saw that does not give administration type love and care to people. When Paul went to the church at Corinth by letter, in the first letter, chapter 2, verse 4. He said, there is something you need to understand, that people out there without the Lord, people out there that have not found the direction of the Holy Ghost of God, he said, of them, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Oh, listen, there there is something that we must understand, that there are people that do not know what... The book of Genesis is. Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They do not know what the Old Testament is. They haven't heard of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Romans, Acts, and so on. They have not heard of these books. They do not understand Revelation. It is not something that is a part of their vocabulary. And Paul is talking about those people that have never been down that road before. He says, The natural man receiveth not the things of God. Study to show thyself approved unto God, so that you don't have egg on your face. Study to show yourself unto God, so that you can know that there are people out there that do not know what you have. They do not know a left turn from a right turn. They do not know black from white, they do not know which way is up and which way is down. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are Foolish. wow, foolishness unto him, and neither can they know them because they are spiritually without what God's people may have. Paul and Writing to Timothy is recorded in the first division of of Timothy. He he said, there's something I want you to do, Timothy, writing to a young man. He said, I want you to meditate. Well, I like to meditate myself because that means no phone, no television. Uh, It means being alone on the back porch, and I love meditation. And Paul told Timothy, he says, "I want you to meditate on these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all." I, I think one of the greatest blessings that, in over sixty years of ministry, that I ever hear from someone is, "Where in the world did you get a, a, a message title like that?" Or how in the world did you come up with a subject like that? More than likely, it's been in a time that I've been meditating on what God would have me to preach. It isn't automatic to get up here and to preach a subject. It isn't automatic just to say, if it's a subject you're going to preach, you got it. You want it in this place. You want to understand that you're preaching before God. And it is God's Word that you're giving. It's no accident that a Holy Ghost-directed preacher of God comes through with the way it looks like God was in it. But it is a messed up affair if it doesn't look like God was in it. It is a tremendous flop, flip, float, whatever you want to call it. It's a mess. But when God's in it, what a difference it is. And so Paul told Timothy, he said, I need you to meditate. I need you to think. Yes, he said, I need you to study. I need you to do this. I need you to to understand that you don't get to the next level by just laying in bed, waking up, and saying, oh, this is what I'll do. God has to be in it. God must be in it. So he said, Tim- Timothy, Meditate on these things. Give yourself to God things that thy profiting may appear to all. I understand something in the preparation of this sermon. I'm going to use it in the next verse. But there is a a, a word that I did not understand was in the Bible as such. I've just used the word profiting. Paul said, "I want you to look good. I want you to look like you've been profited by the, your study, your dedication, by being led by the Word of God." But I did not know. In fact, I my one daughter that is she's very knowledgeable in the Scriptures. I asked her if she was familiar with the word promotion in the In the Bible. And she thought for a little bit and she said, No, Dad, I don't know that I've ever read that, ever heard that. And if I have ever read it, if I've ever heard it, I don't remember it myself. But the word promotion, and I'm talking about the next level in the Lord, the word promotion is in the Psalmist David's writing, chapter 75, verses 6 and 7. Here comes that word promotion. For promotion cometh neither from the east, it doesn't come from the west, it doesn't come from the south. But God is a judge; He putteth down one, and He setteth up another. Wow! What of I? I don't know if I've had scriptures that ever rocked me. Like these two scriptures rock me. Uh, I probably have it back you that go back to the days in which the young people were challenged to read chapters in the Bible. I think we called it the 28 Club or something like that way back. And we would, many of us young type guys, we would read in the book of Psalms so we could say we read 20 or 30 or 40, 50 chapters, you know. And here's that word, probably read it then. He said, promotion cometh. I'm talking about to the next level. We all want to be closer to the Lord. In fact, the Bible teaches us to draw closer unto him, and he will draw closer to us. That's biblical. What is biblical in addition to that thought? is this thought that psalmist David in the uh, thousands of years before the coming of Christ, that he used this particular uh, scripture. He said, promotion doesn't come from Washington, D.C., doesn't come from California, doesn't come from Tijuana, and doesn't come from the North Pole. He says, promotion comes from God. We're talking about the next level And the Lord. We're talking about sons of God being led by the Spirit. Scripture again says promotion cometh neither from mankind or man places, but it comes from God, all many. Oh my, God is the judge. Yes, indeed, the Lord puts down one, he can set up the other. He is in charge. Oh, my goodness, what a shame. That was the last page. I could use a dozen more. Oh, who cut this thing short? You didn't type enough. That's what it was. The fact is, Lord, help us as we go to the next level. We go there because we are led by the sons as sons of God. By the Spirit of God or the Holy Ghost of God. Letting the Holy Ghost dwell in us. Guide us. Make us. Because God is in charge of the one that builds up. Or He's the one that puts down. I want to be led by the Spirit of God. Don't you? Oh, praise the Lord. I want you to stand as we come to the close of this service. And Sister Glenda, I want you to come and pray Our dismissal prayer for us today as we worship the Lord. Praise the Lord.
4: Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for your holy word. We thank you, Lord, that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path that we can walk In your word, we thank you, Lord, that we can have a closer walk with you, Lord God, as we allow your spirit to move and have its being in us. We thank you, Lord, for this congregation. We thank you for the leading of the Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for your grace is sufficient for us in all our trouble oh, yeah. and concerns. We know, Lord God, that you are King of the universe and Lord of all. And we can stand in your presence knowing, Lord God, that we can do all thank things you, Lord. in Christ thank you, Lord. who strengthens us who gives us the power and the victory to walk this race and to run this race and to be more like you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: amen. Amen, amen.